0: A rite of passage is an event that a boy can look back on in his life and say that was the moment that i became a man holding a rite of passage for your son is a way to celebrate masculinity to celebrate manhood hey son i just want you to know that in my eyes you're no longer considered to be a boy but i see you as a man now if a father simply tells his son that then boys won't feel the need to question their masculine identity and they won't feel the need to prove themselves as men. This rite of passage weekend is a tool in our tool belt. You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once
1: were. You live life on your own terms. You're self-sufficient. You think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum. When life knocks
0: you down, you get back up, because in your gut, you know that's what men do. You're a badass and a warrior, and on the days when you forget, we are here to
1: remind you who you really are. Welcome to the Sovereign Man Podcast, where we aim to make men masculine again. We've got a special guest lined up for you today. He is the author of the book, Milestone To manhood, and he is here to talk about the importance of rituals helping boys transition to manhood. Our guest today is Stephen Arms. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Nikki, thanks so much for having me. Pleasure to have you here. So, Stephen, what made you write the book Milestone to Manhood? Thanks for asking, Nikki. So,
0: the book is about a Christian version of a rite of passage. Um, A rite of passage is an event that a boy can look back on in his life and say, that was the moment that I became a man, right? Um, In other cultures, we see that there are examples of rites of passages. So uh, in, in the Jewish religion, there's the bar mitzvah. And in Australian Aboriginal society, they have the walkabout where a boy is sent off into the wilderness for three to six months at a time. And when he comes back, he's no longer considered a boy, but he's considered a man and he's eligible for marriage. Modern Western society doesn't really have an equivalent rite of passage event. And I think that's one reason why we're failing to develop men who are truly virtuously masculine, you know, um, because boys are not told that they're a man, they try to prove themselves as men. Whether that's through pornography, the sexual conquest of women, um, video game addictions—you know, video games—you can literally slay a dragon, right? That that totally feeds into that masculine uh, soul. Um, other ways that boys try to prove themselves as men is through violence, like joining a gang or extreme stunts, right? Like jumping off uh, 50-foot cliffs into water, doing these crazy things that make their parents pull their hair out, right? Um, What we argue in the book is that if a father takes the initiative and holds a rite of passage weekend for his son and tells him, hey, son, I just want you to know that in my eyes, you're no longer considered to be a boy, but I see you as a man now. If a father simply tells his son that, then boys won't feel the need to question their masculine identity and they won't feel the need to prove themselves as men.
1: No, that's really powerful. That's a great opening to this episode because the last 60 odd years in Western society, there's been a concerted effort by dark forces to basically debase and devalue masculinity and to attack men and boys. And they've been very successful. Um, and the way they've done it is through shaming, and it's something that has been going on in the rest of society. So men were told, "You're a chauvinist, you're anti-women." So in order not to be um, tagged with that brush, a lot of men would go, "No, no, no," they'd back away, and they would they would stop behaving in the traditional masculine ways. And I think that that was an effective technique, and uh, it's been used by these dark evil forces. Um, in other ways too, not just to attack men. One of the things that the forces of darkness have done is they attack anybody who disagrees with them these days as a racist. The false accusation of racism is one of the banes of our society. Good people shut up and don't move forward with uh, their own ideas and opinions because they don't wanna be tagged with that brush. The false accusation of racism is one of the most insidious and hateful things that's happened to society Over the last sixty years, I think people are sick of it, and they're pushing back against it super, super, super hard. Uh, And and I, for one, think it's about time that that happened. And I think it's about time that you know men realize this was a bill of goods that they were sold, and that they start to step up and become masculine. And what you're talking about in terms of rites of passage is very powerful because I know rites of passage have been in existence ever since the dawn of mankind, right? And the rites of passage really give people a sense of belonging too, right? What are your thoughts on all this?
0: I absolutely agree. I think that this whole idea of holding a rite of passage for your son is a way to celebrate masculinity, to celebrate manhood um, in a healthy way, to help a boy make that transition from boyhood to manhood um instead of being ashamed of our manhood right um so one thing that we talk about in the weekend is it's actually not just the boy and his father but the father will uh, pull in other men and get them involved in the weekend as well so my dad actually held a rite of passage for me when i was 13 years old and it wasn't just me and dad um my grandfather was also present and my two uncles were there too so there were all of the male role models that i looked up to as a boy were part of my rite of passage weekend and they really shared to me you know this is what it means to be a good man this is the kind type of man that we want you to grow up to be and in that way this rite of passage weekend is a celebration of manhood it's not a we're not shying away from manhood you know like you said the culture tells us to be ashamed of our manhood to be passive men right but instead this weekend is about developing a virtuous man you know the type of man who wants to get married and have kids and support others you know the type of man who thinks about other people before he thinks about himself so that's may, really what the weekend is about
1: ie not a rollo tomasi or andrew tate kind of a man <laughs> yeah there's a balance
0: there right like being a man being a good man is not necessarily being the macho guy right who puffs up his chest and shows off his muscles and can only show his strength right strength is an element of manhood absolutely it's important for men to be strong but at the same time it's important for men to have a sensitive side too and to be good communicators if a man never learns how to be a good communicator when he enters into marriage that marriage is not going to go well so it's important for men to have that balance between strength and vulnerability, sensitivity. And I think that's what, in the weekend, we try to walk that fine line of, this is what it means to be a good man, is to have that both sides of you fully developed. You know, you can, you're can you in touch with both elements of that.
1: Yeah, I, um, I gotta say, I like it. I do, I like it quite a bit. Um, uh, and you know, I'm not sure, um, I, I'm just hesitant uh, to embrace the sensitive side label because it's been hijacked by the forces of darkness to paint men as somehow being un- unmasculine or, or feminized. You know what I mean? I'm a very sensitive man, but yeah. I have nobody's idea of a snowflake. You you, you know what I mean? And it's important to me that men don't confuse being sensitive with being a um, basically someone who's not a masculine man at all and has embraced a lot of qualities that we wouldn't uh, agree are good for men to have. I think a sensitive man is still a man who should be keeping his word regardless of how sensitive he is. I think a sensitive man has still got to be a man who can be counted on upon. A sensitive man has still got to be somebody who's unflappable and emotionally calm, you know, and not just swaying in the wind, uh, with you know his emotions. I think these are all important as well. But other than that, I agree with everything you said, and that's very rare for me on the uh, with respect to a guest coming on a show.
0: Well, I actually agree with you. I think that you know, men should not the, the sensitive side of it, it doesn't mean that we're weak. Um, in fact, I think it means that we're strong. Uh, yeah. What I'm saying is that just because of the man is sensitive, it doesn't mean that he's like a woman, you know, um, or that he should think about, about transitioning. I think that that's what the bill of goods. That, <laughs> no,
1: that shouldn't the, think about transitioning. But that's the
0: bill of, that's the bill of goods that we've been sold in the last 10 years. Right. That if you have the sensitive side, um, and that are like traditionally uh, feminine character traits that you should consider becoming a woman. Right. And I think what, what? what my position is, is that no, those are, those are normal uh, character traits of men. Yeah. Um, but we, we need to, to celebrate those in, in healthy ways like you're talking about with integrity, with persistence. So it's uh it's balancing those two aspects of manhood.
1: I gotta say, I find this whole transgender ideology to be insidious. You know, I, I know some folks who, uh, before all this became all the craze, uh, transitioned, as it were, uh, and had the surgery uh, and, and completely shifted who they were physically, biologically, in every way, shape, or form. They took the hormones and all of that. Um, I didn't understand it. I can't pretend to, but I have a lot of compassion for what these folks were going through. You know, Uh it was hell on earth. One of them ended up killing, killing himself. He was a man who became a woman. And I still think of him as a man, tell you the truth, because that's how I knew him for most of his life. And he he killed himself because he, he, he had so many internal demons that he couldn't deal with. But this ideology right now is attacking vulnerable children, messing with their minds at an age where, Really, they're not in a position to make those kinds of decisions, permanent, irreversible decisions. And I think we need to strongly push back against this ideology. Screw that, man. Don't mess with our kids. You know, if someone's an adult and they want to make that kind of decision, that's one thing. But children, teenagers, hell no and fuck no. And I can see there's many, many folks who uh, were goaded, encouraged into those decisions who, when they're older, regret it, regret it deeply you know, and it's, it's, it's a big mistake. And I think what you're talking about in terms of having a, um, a rite of passage for young men uh, for boys to become men will help quiet some of those outside voices because those outside voices are bad and wrong and evil. As far as I'm concerned, they don't have good intent for our children. They don't have good intent for, for boys. And They should stay the heck out of parents' relationships with their kids. Parents should be part of helping their kids figure out what life is all about. And the outside world should not because they really don't know what the heck uh, they're doing. They are either misguided or insidiously evil as far as I'm concerned. And I think what you're doing, highlighting attention to the importance of rites of passage is very powerful. I hope your book's extremely successful, my friend. Because well, thank it's you. Badly needed right now in the world today.
0: Well, thank you. And, you know, 100%, I totally agree. I think that, that this rite of passage weekend is a tool in our tool belt, right? It's something that we can use to help affirm our children's identity as men um, or women. We do have rites of passages for women as well. We talk about in, that in the book. Sure. But I think that's the benefit of, you know, telling your son at 13 years old, I, I consider you to, to be a man now. You're no longer a boy. And I really think there's the two benefits to that is one, the boy doesn't feel the need to act out and to prove himself as a man. Yeah. But two, these days, the, the second benefit is that he doesn't question his masculine identity, right? His man, his father told him, I'm a man. So as he goes through his teenage years, he doesn't wonder, well, am I a woman? It's like, no, your dad told you you're a man at 13 years old. And I know for me, that was certainly the case um, growing up. I'm 31 now. uh, So when I had my rite of passage weekend and my dad told me, I consider you to be a man now, as I went through my teenage years, I I always considered myself to be a man now what that looked like is, you know, in, in high school, or in when I was doing Boy Scouts growing up, you know, teachers or these parents would say things like boys, settle down, settle down, you know, and immediately whenever, whenever someone ever called me a boy, the first thing that came into my mind was, I'm not a boy, I'm a man, my dad told me I'm a man, you know, so I really never questioned my masculine identity, I never felt like I had to go out and prove myself as a man because of this weekend.
1: That's very powerful. Very, very powerful. I I think more men should know about this. More men should practice this. I didn't go through a specific rite of passage growing up, and I wish I had. And my boys are both over the age of 13, but you know what? It's not too late. They're still teenagers. So I'm going to create some sort of rite of passage for both of them. And uh, I'm, I'm going to have them go through it. I think it'll be very powerful for them and for me to have them go through that experience.
0: Nikki, let me interview you for one question. Um, if you don't mind sharing, when was the first time that you considered yourself to be
1: a man? Honestly, that's a good question, but I don't even have an answer to it. I really don't yeah. know. It I wasn't think for... a, distinct, a distinct period in time for me. Just you know, it was a period of time when I just yeah, I guess I'm a man now, <laughs> you know. But in some ways, it took me a long time to put aside childish thing in childish ways, even well into my thirties, forties. Uh, you know, and it, it's um, it's something that I think would be very beneficial for all men to officially have for themselves. The Jewish tradition with the bar mitzvah and the bat mitzvah for girls is tremendous that tradition that doesn't really exist in the Christian faith per se. And it would be great if it did. I think it would make a massive difference.
0: Exactly. When uh, when my dad and grandfather were kind of developing our family's rite of passage weekend, they did look at the Jewish bar mitzvah as kind of a model. You know, um, I come from a Christian family. We're We're not Jewish, but there were still elements of that bar mitzvah ritual that they wanted to incorporate. And what I mean by that is in the bar mitzvah, the boy has to read um, scripture in front of the congregation. And then he gives a reflection on it in in front of everybody. And one way that my dad and my grandfather incorporated that idea into our weekend was that every man who attended would pick out their favorite Bible passage and share it with the group. And then they would give a reflection on how they applied that to their life. And that was really a discussion of, you know, sharing your faith from one generation to the next and talking about the importance of having a relationship with God and how, as a man, that's really the most important thing that we can do, right, is to maintain the faith and to have that relationship with God. So there were elements of other rites of passages that, you know, they've looked at and tried to incorporate into our weekend as well.
1: I love it. I think it's super califragilisticexpialidocious. Great man. What you're doing here. Thank I you. Think it's great that you have decided to, to share this incredible um, gift that your father and your grandfather gave you with the rest of the world. And are you going on a bunch of other podcasts? Uh, Yeah,
0: we've been kind of making the rounds and getting the word out uh, about the book. So that's, uh, it's been a lot of fun.
1: Good, 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 good. So we'll make sure we'll put the book in the show notes for folks to be able to uh, peruse and um, be able to use. I really am excited uh, about the concepts that you talked about in the book. I think they're tremendous. And I think that what you're doing is a, gift, is a gift to uh, a confused group of young boys and to a uh, scared group of young fathers uh, who don't know what to do in the face of this societal onslaught against children. And it will help armor them and strengthen them to be able to fight this battle and help keep their children away from Um, feeling pressured, feeling confused and feeling that they have to make a decision in a way that they can't possibly reverse the ramifications of it. So this is wonderful, man. What what you're doing is absolutely spectacularly great and good on you and um, get it out there, get it out there in a bigger and better way.
0: Well, thank you so much, Nikki. Thank you for helping us spread the word about uh, this whole idea of a rite of passage
1: and why it's so important. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. I think every man should know about rites of passage. And honestly, before um, Michael Jacobs introduced us, it wasn't a subject that I'd given too much thought to. And now I'm going to start giving it a whole lot of thought. I'm going to (laughs) bring it into my own life. I'm going to start talking about it with um, all the other men that I know Men who are fathers, men who are not fathers, men who have adult children, men who have young children, every single one of them really needs to understand the importance of a rite of passage for his children, for sons to be sure, uh, but even for his daughters. I think these are important, important topics in 2022 for fathers to be aware of and frankly to educate their, uh, their wives on because you want to have them on board with the whole concept of a rite of passage.
0: Absolutely. hundred percent.
1: You really do. And um, what's your wife's opinion of this book and of the work you're, you're doing to get the word out.
0: I'll tell you, my wife is uh, one of the most supportive and patient and loving people that you'll ever meet. She is uh, totally behind the book as well. Uh, You know, the book is just as much hers as it is mine I spent, you know, dozens and hundreds of hours, uh, writing the book, you know, making it to be, uh, what it deserves to be, you know, um, a good read, uh, a helpful resource to fathers to organize their own rite of passage. And my wife has been nothing but supportive on the whole, the whole process.
1: You've got a good woman for a wife, brother. Well done. Thank you. thank you. All right. The name of the book is Milestone to Manhood. It's going to be in the show notes. Check it out in the show notes. Pick up a copy for yourself. And um, if you've got sons and you haven't put them through a rite of passage, start thinking about doing so. You've got daughters and you haven't put them through a rite of passage, start thinking about doing so. Pick up a copy of the book. If if your children are, uh, you know, still kids, (laughs) uh, and if uh, your children are older, share with them the concept uh, that the book talks about. Encourage them to buy the book themselves to use with their own children. I think it's very powerful, very important, and I'm really glad that you came here to be with us on the show today, Um, Stephen. You're doing God's work, brother, and it's... um, one of those things where i think this book uh can find a wider audience and at some point you may want to go around teaching rites of passage that could be a program you teach to to folks and uh, it'd be great to uh, see you out there doing that and if i can if i can help you make that a success it'd be it'd be my pleasure my honor
0: well thank you so much it's been an honor to be on your show
1: yeah you bet we'll catch you on the flip side
0: Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at sovereignman.ca.